This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why Tyre Power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit typower.com.au or call 13 21 91. There was the sound of history being made, one of the greatest moments in New Zealand Rugby League ever as Stephen Kearney guided the Kiwis to glory 34-20 over Australia in Brisbane. And right now, World Cup fever is all around us. The Rugby World Cup kicked off last weekend here in New Zealand for the women. And uh, come this weekend, the UK will welcome the Rugby League World Cup. With us now is uh, Sam Ackerman, a man who probably uh, who covered Rugby League on TV3 for years and probably still has great memories of that 2008 Rugby League World Cup triumph. Good morning to you, Sam. Good morning. No, yeah, I was there, Smitty. Uh, prime, prime seats, bang on halfway, uh, surrounded by arrogant Aussie media who were soon eating very humble pie. Uh, sporting career-wise, as far as covering as a journalist, easily the... The highlight for me, being in those sheds afterwards, seeing the, the joy on the, those players' faces, getting to hold uh, the World Cup, which, by the way, uh, the team manager, Gordon Gibbons, had to make a, uh, a special booking for ahead of time. He was that confident they were going to win. He booked a, uh, booked it a business class seat under the name of T. Rofi. Um, so it was uh, it was written in the it was written in the stars, and uh, I can tell you they partied long, they party hard. Uh, I went back to the team hotel afterwards to see the uh, you know, capture the celebrations uh, where, where we could as well. So a very special night for rugby league, and just talking about it makes the uh, the hairs in the back of the neck go up. To, to imagine scenes like that again would be um, something special. Well, they're on, they're on. No great recollection, Sam. I've got to say they're on, but. What are your levels of expectation uh, of a of a great tournament? Uh, first of all, before we go inside the group, so what are you what are you looking at in terms of a spectacle in the UK? Well, what I'm seeing, what I'm hoping for at least, is a, a, a league competition where those who go oh, international rugby league is is you know dead as a dodo. It's got nothing to it. It's, it's lopsided. I'm I'm hoping we're seeing a lot more um, scope here, and I think that the last World Cup tournament we started to see the emergence. Obviously, a lot is made of Tonga, um, but Fiji, you know, you can't forget what they achieved, and uh, Lebanon uh, had a, a great World Cup as well. 
there is so much room for teams to give it, give performances that their nations can be legitimately proud of, and for the big nations, the tier ones, if you like, uh, to feel legitimately under threat in, uh, in plenty of contests. So there's going to be plenty of blowouts, as there are at all World Cups of all of all sports. Um, but I still think there's this is shaping as, as an even one. Uh, I find that the uh, the British conditions in a World Cup can sometimes be a leveller. Uh, and that it doesn't allow for the same open style of, of rugby league that we see when it's in the Southern Hemisphere. So that could be good for some teams, uh, but you need to be switched on. This cannot just be throw the ball around. Defence is going to win this World Cup. One of the most interesting groups is Group A, actually. Uh, if you look at the makeup of that group, and it begins with England against Samoa this Sunday at New Zealand time. Uh, England, France, Greece, Samoa. Um, this is an, it is because there's a lot of hometown pressure on England playing standalone, not uh, playing as Great Britain. So, how are you seeing England's chances here, and can Samoa rip their ration card? I reckon they can. Uh, Samoa bring a lot of uh, form and momentum into this, but if you just start looking at England, they've got a, a problem that's quite similar to Australia's, whereas their competition and the leading lights within their competition aren't representing their country. They're, they're players from uh, from overseas, or representing at least, overseas countries. So if you take into account uh, their Super League team of the year, there were six Englishmen in that 13. Two of them are out injured, and one is retired. So three of that of the Form 13 in, uh, in the Super League are playing for England, uh, whereas the other seven are Aussies and Kiwis that are, are no longer wanted for test duty or never got there to start with, like Devin French and Jai Field and uh, it's the Bro- Brody Croft, who kind of got marched out of the NRL because he couldn't quite lift to the standards that were expected. He was their man of steel for the player of the year. Uh, Sean Kenny Dell still going over there got in the, in the team of the year as well. So they've got a good group, but they're relying quite a lot on the guys, if, uh, ironically enough, uh, coming, out of, uh, coming out of Australia. Guys like Victor Radley from the uh, Roosters, Victor the Inflictor. Uh, Elliot Whitehead, we know, has been going so well. Uh, Dom Young had a great year on the, uh, on the wing for Newcastle as well. So uh, Georgie Williams uh, used to play NRL in, in the halves. So he'll be crucial. Tom Burgess. So some very f- familiar names. Uh, they are, they've got some good players about them. They'll be a threat. Uh, being at home is certainly a benefit, but I think they're probably a little underrated. And they're a little, they're a little angry about it too. They, they, they kind of worked out. They were in the last World Cup final. Uh, so they have a lot to uh, prove and a lot to expect out of it. So I think we are underwriting them. But the reason we're underwriting England is because the rise of Samoa is such a substantial one. I mean, uh, Tor Samoa are a, a team that is stacked full. If you thought, if you thought the Panthers were good last, uh, this year, then you're going to have to say that Samoa are good because they've got the same back line just without Nathan Cleary and, uh, and Dylan Edwards. Very, look, definitely key players, but there is a lot to like about what Samoa are brought. They are the Tonga of this tournament, as we saw from um, five years ago when Tonga kind of exploded and said, you know what, we're going to put out this country first instead of Australia. There is at least a minimum of three players in that Samoan team that would walk into the Australian squad. Minimum. Uh, so, you know, uh, Jerome Luai's uh, form, people, people don't love him, but he's a hell of a player. Uh, Joseph uh, Suwali as well is uh, you know very gifted man for the Roosters. And Brighton Paul, I'd say, would, I'd say he'd start any team in, in the NRL, uh, any team in the World Cup as well. So there's a lot to like about what I've got. Uh, I've got a very strong pack, as you would come to believe. A lot of uh, former Kiwis, former Warriors could have been there too. Mate Depo having a run around, Danny Levi, uh, Lingy Sal. Chanel, uh, Chanel Harris-David is playing as well um, before he takes his break. So it's a strong squad. This really sets the tone. And in the in this group, uh, it is 
uh, you if you win, or in all groups, if you uh, win, you go through top, you come runner-up, you're also through the quarterfinals. So this could have a large say over who tops the group. Right, uh, Group B, Sam, is Australia, Fiji, Italy and Scotland. And Australia, as hot favourites for this group, begin their campaign against Fiji on Sunday as well. Now then, <clears throat> a couple of interesting things to note about that. Uh, in the first selection, he's named his team Mel Meninga. Uh, no Panthers uh, in the first uh, selection. No Campbell Gillard either. He's giving him a breather. Uh, Dale, uh, Daly Cherry Evans gets the start there for over Nathan Cleary. Tedesco is captain. And an interesting thing this year... Um, the jersey numbers are going to change for Australia. I imagine you're fully aware of, uh, over that. So, um, of course, um, being the captain, Tedesco gets jersey number one, and then he hands out the numbers as opposed to the length of time you've been playing for Australia. So Cherry Evans wears two, Munster seven, Nanai 22. Interesting. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Um, it's not just uh, Australia that has that. Uh, it's, it's the World Cup rules. As you uh, you're picking your squad and you give them a jersey number, it's it's what they do in Super yeah. League. Obviously, uh, English football. So they're choosing to try to make things familiar for the locals. Uh, to me, I don't. And it seems ridiculous to me because I don't think the ca- like a, a casual observer will come in and go, "Oh well, I get it." Then maybe, maybe if you see the guy running around at um, in, in 22 and he's killing it throughout the tournament, you can follow. You can build a bit of. Oh, yep, he's. I, I'd want to get his jersey number, but I, I, I look, it's it's gimmicky. I think it'll be weird for the first um, week or two, and it makes it hard for uh, to follow who's in what position definitively when you know centres and back rowers can move around so uh, freely and regularly, but. It won't change. Uh, won't change the fact that this is the least Australia experienced Australian squad uh, to ever go to a World Cup. But that's not. Let's not start to plot Australia's downfall. They're still the Kangaroos. They still have incredible depth. Take fullback. So Tedesco's captain. If he goes down, they can choose between Latrell Mitchell, Cam Munster, Val Holmes, or Jack Whiten. All those guys can step in to play fullback, and they'd be handy in any team. So this is there's a lot of depth, a lot of hungry young forwards ready to make a, a name for themselves um, as well. So I, they're still a very good side. They will be uh, well drilled. They've got a lot of uh, talent in their assistant coaches, which is what Mel Meninga relies on. He's the great man motivator, but he gets coaches to do the coaching for him. So look, do, do not write off Australia, but uh, all things going to plan. Australia and New Zealand, the best they can meet is a uh, is a semi-final, and the worst would be a quarter-final. Uh, so it's it will be it'll be a stretch. It's gonna be a real push. Right, uh, Group Three, of course, uh, involves us, and uh, we have to wait till Monday till we're in action. And that um, is against uh, Lebanon, of course, coached by Michael Checker. Haven't heard if uh, Michael yeah, Maguire right. officially has named his side. So uh, yeah, this is an interesting one um, in terms of how he's going to balance his squad with three very winnable games. Look, they are all winnable. But look, as I mentioned before about uh, about Lebanon, they came within a couple of points of toppling Tonga in the last World Cup. Uh, and they've got a couple of guns uh, in their halves for them. And uh, Mitchell Moses, well, at least ball-playing options, at least, and Mitchell Mo- Moses from the Eels and uh, and the Tigers, Adam Dewey as well. So and some decent finishers who on their day can be deadly, but haven't been in a while, and Josh Mansour and Reese Robinson. So they're, look, they're no mugs. They've, they've, got some, they've got some good firepower. As you mentioned, Michael Checker, he helped uh, the Pumas get over the All Blacks. Uh, it would be quite the feat to get Lebanon up over um, over the Kiwis, and certainly you know the, the Kiwis will be primed and ready to 
to make a, a mark here. I do not see this as a complacent New Zealand side. But look, this will be the most competitive of the games. Look, you mentioned the other teams. Jamaica, the Reggae Warriors, as they're known, uh, they will be uh, making their first Rugby League World Cup. And what they've got a couple of uh, players with Super League experience, but mostly actually from the Caribbean competition, which is pretty cool. And they, they reckon, actually, that they'll be the, they can be the Tonga of the uh, of the World Cup when it comes to the support levels that Tonga got when they were here, and they they pulled out a stat to back it up. They said there's about forty thousand Tongans, uh, people of Tongan heritage living in New Zealand, is a stat they produced. In the UK, there's around eight hundred thousand of Jamaican origins in the UK, so they're hoping to get a big turnout. I think they may be a little optimistic, uh, but certainly it could be nice to see a bit of flair added. And look. Ireland and the group that I've got Luke Carey from the Roosters. He's definitely you know, capable of playing well. And Richie Myler knows his way to the try line. But these are three winnable games. And it's important that the Kiwis use this to make a statement uh, and to take some real strength into their playoff. Because they're going to most likely play Fiji. Uh, and Fiji knocked New Zealand out of the last World Cup at quarterfinal stage as well. So, And they've got three superstars themselves and the likes of Api Coruscant in that team and uh, Viliano Kikau. So we know how strong uh, they can be as, as, an, as an opposition. Uh, and you've got like you know, Corbin Sims and uh, Micah, uh, Micah Seva from uh, the Eels. He, he will rack up plenty of tries. He will terrorise the, the nose in this comp. So hopefully um, they're in uh, good form for a big clash against the Kiwis. I can't wait. So Sam, how does he play this uh, Michael Checker? First up, of course, um, against uh, what you regard as a, a reasonable sort of a threat here in Lebanon. Uh, does he go hell for leather here with his top side? Because at some stage he's going to have to play it. You don't want a new combination all of a sudden playing in playoff football. So how does he balance this? Uh, bumps and bruises aside, I think Michael Maguire is likely to go with as close to his top side as he can. That'll be my guess, because he'd like to lay down a statement. Uh, this is the biggest challenge uh, they will have in group stage, so you want to put, put those guys against what will be a challenge. And listen, while I think Lebanon can be competitive, if this Kiwi side is even... Is even you know, remotely focused, they should not be a threat. This New Zealand side is ranked number one in the world. Many saying they're the best Kiwi squad to ever go to a World Cup. Uh, so they should be able to account for them. But the competition in this team is so fierce. Uh, you could leave, there's, there's going to be some very talented players left out of this first choice uh, 17, especially in the pack. They've got strong options in the halves. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm very excited about what this team can put out. I expect them to put his best team out and said, "Go on, this is your jersey. Make sure you earn it." That's, that's my pick for Maguire. Okay, good, uh, good sentiments there. It's going to be so competitive, and that is the great thing. I mean, there a lot of Aussie commentators saying that we are the out and out favourites. Are you with them on that, or are you a little bit more? Cautious. Uh, look, I can see why, because um, because of this Australian side. But it's Australia. The Australians uh, look. They may they may be more like the British and Irish Lions now by as much commitment they put into the international game. I know we've had COVID, but you know they chose not to play for a whole season uh, before that, and they could have definitely chosen to focus on it and get it in uh, the kangaroos some game time. They didn't. That's, it shows what they they think of it. It, they may be less of a, um, a, a cohesive threat, but they are still the Australians, and they are still a team that knows how to lift for big games. Their origin cauldron will be a massive deal, though it should, it should be pointed out, uh, form-wise, when it comes to the players playing in form in their competition in the NRL, uh, there's only, uh, from the grand final, Australia have only picked four players that played in that game. 
Uh, Fiji almost have as many as them. They've got three. The Kiwis have got six, and Samoa have got seven. So this is what I'm talking about, about the spread of talent within uh, this world, within this World Cup, is that the players who are in form aren't just playing for the big guns, and Australia have got their work cut out for them. But I'll, I'm comfortable with New Zealand's favourites. I don't think they're runaway favourites. Right, OK, let's get to Group D then, please. Uh, Cook Islands, Papua New Guinea, Wales and Tonga. Now, uh, Tonga, a lot have been uh, made about Tonga here. Um, Papua New Guinea, of course, have got a great affiliation with the game of rugby league. It's their national game. Um, you know, uh, that's an interesting matchup first up, and that is uh, we have to wait till Wednesday for that. It's the best pool. It'll be the most intriguing pool because there are. Uh, look, you would expect Tonga to uh, to top it. You expect Tonga to um, to make it through. But honestly, the Cook Islands have got a. Um, a, a if you're if you're looking for who to support outside of um, outside of your country of origin, if you, don't, you know, Tonga and Samoa are easy options, right? But I think the Cook Islands are a team that I'll be giving um, a bit of love to as far as sitting down to, uh, to watch. They're coached by uh, Tony Edo, of course, the, uh, the most famous brothers to be associated with the Cook Islands, and uh, his nephew. So it's uh, his big brothers. Uh, uh, team and uh, Kevin, sorry, son and Kevin and uh, Kale Edo is, is continuing the family name and playing. They've got uh, some former Kiwis and the Sun Masters, Brad Takarangi, Zane Tedivano, um, guys who know from the Warriors as well, like Anthony Gelling and Don Peru, and of course the most, the least looking uh, Cook Islander you can hope to see, but a big bopper who'll make a difference, and Dylan Napper as well. He'll be um, charging in for them. So the uh, the Cookie uh, will be great to watch. I reckon they should really get a good, a good account of themselves, but don't sleep on on the Kumals. They are a uh, very proud side. Listen to the firepower they got in their back line as well. Alec Johnston, top try scorer in the NRL for the last couple of seasons at least. Uh, Justin Olam and Xavier Coates from the Storm. So they've got some finishing power in there too. And, and look out for their hooker as well. Edwin Ibappe uh, you know, is highly regarded by those who see him. He's just helped his team, the Lee Centurions, earn a promotion to Super League for next season. So uh, they're, they're a damn good side. I feel sorry for Wales. They're going to get smoked. Uh, but Tonga, if it's not now, when? They're not under the radar anymore. They've, they've earned their place uh, up to potentially promotion into a tier one side. Uh, and uh, you know, the former Kiwis they've got in there as well, like Aiden Fanua Blake, Tomalolo, Tui Lola here, Havili, Tokiaho, they've all played for New Zealand, so we should have an affinity with them. Their pack will be hard to handle, man. They've some solid backs as well, but the halves have a lot to prove. It's really up to the, um, the halves to make sure the ball gets to the right places at the right time. The pack will be damaging, and this is a Tongan seed that's, a team that's full of confidence. They, they are, they're capable of beating everyone. They've proven that. They've beaten all the big names in international rugby league already. Can they do it at the big stage? Tonga was the team of the tournament last time around, but they only made the semis. So they need to really uh, have a little bit of firepower. If they are to ever upset the apple cart, it feels like it's now. Sam, uh, one of the other things, of course, um, that is going to be prevalent in this tour because of the physical nature of the game as well, uh, is of course uh, is uh, injuries, uh, and there will be injuries. There's no doubt about it. And the uh, the, the nature of this tournament is is very quick. I mean, uh, we start this Sunday. That's the 16th. Uh, the final is uh, just over four weeks away on uh, November the 20th. There's very little recovery time here, so that will be a factor. As will be the short dead ball areas for kicking games. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Eng- the English uh, dead ball uh, areas. It, it's uh, look, they're they're, they're supermodel waste. 
thin. If you can't get your kicking game right on point, uh, you're going to find yourself uh, running back to the uh, the 30 metre mark where the opposition comes at you with a seven tackle set. So uh, it is all about uh, momentum and getting yourself uh, right and, be, and getting smart as well. I expect to see a lot more contest for the ball. Uh, in, in the field of play. I think we'll see more bombs than we will uh, those traditional grubbers. I think they'll try to force uh, you know, defending teams into the end goal because if you can tackle some of the end goal, you're a great chance of getting them out and getting a drop out. But I don't think we'll see that same kind of uh, just lazy grubber through and see what can make happen. Kick chase will be crucial, uh, as will uh, everyone who, who wears, well, it doesn't matter what jersey number they wear, right? We've talked about that. Anyone plays at the wing or fullback, they should be spending their uh, every waking moment practicing catching bombs, because there is going to be a lot of aerial activity coming uh, their way, and the team that handles that pressure the best, is best prepared uh, to get in behind that, those high balls, will be uh, putting themselves in a great position. But defence will win this World Cup. The team that defends uh, the best will be in the grand final in my opinion at the very least and it's up to the, the Kiwis to, uh, to back up. Well, we saw what they did against Leeds. Now Leeds was not at full strength. Leeds is not an international team. Leeds is not Australia, Tonga, Samoa, England uh, but what it showed is that they can be ruthless with the ball but smart on defence as well. Uh, though I want to see uh, a, def- a defensive game that sees the likes of uh, the human eclipse Nelson Asafa Solomona play smart, play hard, but get that rubbish out of his game that plagued his season for the Storm. Soft penalties will be brutal in this World Cup, and we've seen you know Jared Wadia Hargraves. We know he's got some of those uh, in him as well when he comes back from his suspension at the back part of this tournament. So many good props to choose from. So many great back rowers. Got to play smart, play hard. Hold your line. Don't worry about knocking the opposition's block off. It doesn't win your games. Stopping them getting through does. Sam Ackerman, as always, uh, a pleasure talking rugby league with you, mate. I can tell you're excited about uh, the prospect of the next month over there in the UK. Thanks so much for updating us uh, on these pools and the likely uh, contenders. Cheers, man. Uh, look forward to talking to you throughout the event. Cheers, Sam. On your seat. Cheers, uh, Sam Ackerman there. Uh, he's just uh, brilliant on the league, isn't he? Absolutely fantastic. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So... We doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.